Talk to me, Birdie. You're listening to the Talk to Me Birdie podcast with Javon and Brian. We talk about sports, life, and golf. Not always in that particular order. Hey, listeners, it's Javon. And it's Brian. And today we've got a really awesome opportunity to talk to uh, Yancey Methvian. Brian, what, what's so special about Yancey? Well, I'd have to say probably the fact that this guy is trying to break the record for the amount of rounds played in one in, in a single year, and he's also doing it while walking. <laughs> that's that's crazy, right? I mean, I think the record's something like 870, 78? 878 rounds. That's that's amazing in my book. Oh, well, anybody, I mean, I don't even know if I've, I've played a lot of golf in my life, and maybe I've come close to that in my entire lifetime. To do that in a year is just insane. Yeah, I honestly, um, doing the quick math, I mean, what do you think the average golfer plays? How many rounds do you think an average golfer plays in a year? So a core golfer, if you're considered a core golfer, it means you're playing around 15 to 20 rounds of golf a year. So, I mean, that's considered your core golfers, your guys who are considered playing all the time type of people. Yeah, and that that's 15 to 20 rounds. Um, and let's say that that person, average core golfer, is shooting 100. What we talked about, how many shots do you think you're taking here? What, 15, 20, 2,000 shots in a year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that. You know what's really crazy about this? If this guy does this, he'll be over. He'll be at over, probably close to eighty thousand shots in a year. I mean, that that's a lifetime of golf in one year. And see, that's why I'm really interested in hearing about how his equipment holds up. Because I mean, that's you want to talk about a a a fast track way to find out how equipment is going to work. That is the way to do it. I'll tell you what. I would. I'd probably went through four or five eight irons at least, um, and it probably a bruised knee because I'd be breaking over my knee. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's. Uh, I'll tell you what, you walk that much too. Um, I'm interested in. I mean, so you know, my biggest thing about him is just the nutrition side of everything because you know that's a lot of rounds of golf. It's a lot of effort that he's going into, and then also being able to hold up your body, being able to hold up. You're not going to be able just to do your normal. Oh, I'm going to eat whatever the heck I want kind of diet. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, that, that that's honestly a huge piece because, I mean, look, let's be honest. You put me out there for 18 holes. We're probably doing a six pack. Um, and, uh, I'm probably eating two hot dogs and I don't think you can do that and sustain this at that rate. I mean, that's a lot of beer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, it's a lot of beer to drink. I don't so, think that you're going to make it. No, <laughs> no, no, I don't think so either. So yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued about, um, his physical stamina when it comes to dietary, because you're talking about, it's a full-time job now, right? So how, what are you eating? I mean, this guy's got to be putting away a massive amount of calories, right? I, I would imagine. I mean, he's got, you know, his body to be able to hold up to. It. And I've seen pictures of him. It's not like he's a big dude. So, I mean, that, and that's a good thing for the walking side of things. But still, he's got to have an awful lot of protein going into his body. He's got to have an awful lot of really good nutrients going into his body. Otherwise, I mean, especially living down in Mississippi, Louisiana, where he lives, he's going to burn through everything real quick. And he's going to have some serious problems. So, I imagine now that um, we know he's hitting over the 500 mark. Um, we know that, um, obviously he's doing something right. He knows what he's doing yeah. now. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm also curious about what his target goal is. But, you know, we got a whole list of uh, awesome questions, I think, Brian. Um, you know what? If we sit tight for a minute, why don't I get him on the phone and uh, knock his interview out? All right, go for it. I look forward to it. All right. It's Javon, and we're talking with Yancey Methian. Yancey, how you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good, Javon. How are you doing? Oh, it's uh, it's a great day, honestly. We're, we're doing really well here. You know, we're above dirt, so that's always a positive sign, right? Yeah, every day you're uh, stepping on it instead of looking up at it is a win. Absolutely. Hey, congratulations, by the way. This weekend you knocked out 500 rounds of golf this year. How do you feel? You know, amazingly well at this point. Uh, of course, my feet hurt, uh, and I've got a little bit going on in the hip and the back, but it's uh, at a point now where I, I think there's enough people involved in this that, uh, that I feel like my spirits have been lifted the whole way. I'll tell you what, it's real motivating to see you from here. Uh, it's something you know, we don't get out and play enough, so see, watching you play and playing through you, if that makes any sense, is really positive for us, so we're excited <laughs> for you. Yeah, I've heard that people are kind of living vicariously through it, which, uh, in 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 my opinion, is probably the best way to do what I'm doing is vicariously. Oh, absolutely. So let's uh, let's talk about this. What uh what what kind of got you on this path? Is this something you looked into uh, last year or something, or did it just happen? It really, to be quite honest with you, um, it sort of just happened. Uh, last year, I was home. Uh, taking care of my mom getting through uh, hip replacement surgeries and I really you know I was focused on that but I felt I, I don't know what was happening with me I wasn't feeling too good about myself uh, or, or and some other things but what I found was one of the positives in my life was golf I enjoyed my time out on the course every time I went and uh, I, I don't know I thought maybe this will help other veterans too and I looked into it and lo and behold there's a group out there the Veteran Golfers Association and they have the tour. Um, but before I had even really discovered those guys, I just had a flash go off in my head that uh, I should do something. And I accidentally stumbled across this record. And once I saw that, uh, it locked up in my head that this is what I had to do. Yeah, so what exactly your record is the record, and what exactly are you doing? Okay, so the record is rounds of golf played in a single year. And the gentleman that said it, his name is Barry Gibbons. He played 878 rounds, and he walked every single one of them. So for me, uh, I figured that the best way to do it would be to get on out and do it myself on the walk. Uh, and it's, it's a record that stood since 2016, actually. Wow. So just a relatively young record, but at the same time, have you talked to Barry at all? You know, uh, I haven't. I sent him a friend request on Facebook. Uh, I've been a little tentative about it. You know, uh, I'm sure that the record is special to him. I'm sure that he's very proud of it and means a lot to him. I mean, you have to really put yourself into it to set this. So to go after somebody's record when they work so hard to do it, it makes me feel a little awkward about it. I included a message with the request to let him know that... uh I was doing it for what I felt were good reasons, and I appreciated his support. And I just noticed uh, yesterday evening that he'd accepted the request. So I just I don't know really how to begin the conversation with him yet. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know where he's located at? Yeah, he splits his time. Um, the last I heard, he has homes in both uh, Austin, Texas, and somewhere in Connecticut. And that's where he spent most of his time playing his golf when he set the record as well. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, and now, where are you located at? 
I am in a little bitty town called Brookhaven, Mississippi, which is located in the southwestern part of Mississippi. All right, so Mississippi, uh, I'm going to guess it's pretty hot there today. Yeah, uh, we had really unseasonably cool weather last week where the temperatures barely got over 85, and and that was a godsend for me at this point. But it seems like we've got the thermostat turned back up today, and we're cruising back into the 90s pretty hard. Yeah, 90s with uh, Mississippi humidity, so uh, you're basically in swamp air, right? You're looking at about a 110 heat index, and uh, we don't get a lot of wind to blow the steam out of your shorts, so it gets pretty miserable. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good phrase. I've never heard there. I like that a lot. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, what you've played 504 rounds as of today? As of right now, I just finished up number 504. You got 505 planned for this afternoon? Oh, yeah, 505 and 506 are on the menu as long as the weather holds. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, well, let's ask this. When did you start playing this year? What was the first day of the year? very first day of the year was January 1st. Uh, most of the guys that have done this record, or all of them that I've seen, uh, did it in a calendar non-leap year. So I figured um, with, as, with as late in last year as I stumbled across it and got the idea for it, um, I figured I'd have to really rush to get ready and then go off January 1st. And I'll tell you, it was cold and wet that day. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was. Uh, so, I mean, cold and wet, that's a great question there. You played through some probably crazy weather, huh? Oh, I've had I've had a couple of days where I wished I wasn't outside in it. So so I guess that's the big question there is, what drives you to get up this morning or get up on those, those cold, wet days or any of those days and get out there and play? Same thing that got me driven to start this whole thing. Um, that's an easy question there. When I when I was starting to get starting to get a little bit depressed about it last year, uh, golf really buoyed me, and and one of the things that happened pretty early on is some of the guys in the VGA started to take me pretty serious about it. You know, I hadn't even gotten up past a hundred rounds yet, really, and they started to back me up and started to really pull for me. And then you get that kind of support going, and then you feel like you know it's just like when you're in the military. Like when I was in the service, um, you can't let the guy next to you down so on the days that i really feel like i've been hit by a car i think about everybody that expects to see some results show up online and i get out there and i start turning it out awesome awesome I, like i said it's really fun to watch you do it uh you post your scores every day on uh was it 18birdie.com or something like that yeah it seems to be a really good app the free version of it uh, a lot of my friends are starting to use now and uh, it, it functions as a, a gps and a, a social media feature for them as well we can kind of connect through it and book up key times with one another and it just uh it saves paper you know if i was to save every scorecard and take it down all on paper you know how many trees am i killing <laughs> so we're 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 trying to do this a little bit as, as environmental as possible, you know, uh, recycling containers and so forth and a lot of other things just, just to try to make a minimal impact in that regard as well. well that's, that's awesome, especially being just, you know, smart conscious like that. It's something we, you know, in our sport, you know, you, you think about it, uh, a lot of reclaimed water and stuff for watering grasses and greens and, and fairways. Um, so it's a really great, you know, that how environmentally friendly we are and that you're going the extra step there with your playing partners is just outstanding also. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the moves that golf needs to really get into uh, down the road is trying to look at how we can naturally maintain the beauty of our courses uh, and, and use the native grasses and, and uh, flora in the area so we don't have to chemically treat as much. I, I'd love to see that happen. Awesome. Yeah, I completely understand where you're going there.
<clears throat> so um, I'm going to take a Brookhaven Country Club there as your home course, right? That is correct. Okay, so how many rounds do you think you've played there so far? Oh, wow. Out of uh, out of all of them that I've played, I'd say uh, at least 80% of it. Okay. Uh, at least 400 of the rounds have been here because I live less than a mile away. Oh, that's super uh, easy. Yeah, that's just super easy. My my uh, my neighbor directly behind me is the only house between me and the eighth hole on the course, so I can sort of uh, walk around the road, down the drive, and, and through his yard to get here some days. But usually I just drive down and park my vehicle out front so people know that I'm here if they want to come out and catch me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, do you? Uh, speaking of that, of course, you got a couple guys you play playing partners with? Oh, absolutely. I, I call them the country club. You know, because we're all from down south, um, and I'm, I would like to uh, give him a shout-out by name. First off and foremost is Joel Rushing. He's actually the friend that was really patient with me from the very beginning, put up with me uh, throwing a lot of clubs and tantrums, uh, <laughs> sucking at golf for years. And uh, it's uh, amazing how nice he's been and how much he's helped me in that regard. Uh so he, he gets number one priority in, in, in shout-outs. Uh, also in the afternoons, uh, one of my friends, when he gets off work, Tommy McNeil, he'll come out and do the, the last nine with me when I really need kind of a boost or a pace horse to move me along. And there's a, a host of others, like Lee Peebles, uh, Jimmy Spencer. I, I could try to name them all, and I'm going to leave them out, and I'll feel horrible for doing it. And then we got our men's club, too, uh, and those guys have been awesome as well. Oh, absolutely. No, I completely understand how that is, especially being around the Veterans Golf Association. So I actually play up here in Idaho in the Veterans Golf Association, and I understand that impact there and how great it is to have those that small team around you and that team grows around you, too. And it's really great to be able to play oh, with those yeah. guys and keep pulling them in. And I completely understand uh, what you're talking about there. I'm sure there's a bunch of guys, and you probably thank them personally in person all the time. Um, so <clears throat> I understand how that, that impact is all day long. And not want to miss anybody, but definitely understand how much they carry you. So Yeah, to be quite honest with you, besides breaking the record, I think at the end of all this, the hardest part for me is going to be making sure to go around and, and try to individually thank everybody. Man, that might take me another year. <laughs> oh, I completely understood. Yeah. So, hey, we uh, what do you shoot normally? I mean, are, are you you somebody shooting pretty well, or what's going on out there on the, on the course? I'm doing okay. I, I was checking it the other day, and I'm uh, about a six and a half down from a seven and a half uh, earlier this month. And I'm usually shooting somewhere around 77 to 79. I'm real content if it stays under 80. I, I feel like I've accomplished something, especially since I'm playing so much and my body wants to break down, my mind wants to break down out there. So to, to break 80 for me is the goal every round. And uh, when I really have to turn it on a bit or if it's for money, sometimes I can get it down there on par or just a little under Oh, good stuff. So uh, let's see. If I do a quick math on this, we're talking about 500 rounds so far. Uh, we're talking about almost 9,000 holes. And you said you're yeah. walking these? Every one of them. Wow. How how many miles a day are you putting on, on those feet? Well, it, it usually uh, you're looking at between 12 and 15 miles a day. That's outstanding. So um, I think one of the questions Brian had uh, the most is, you know, how are you sustaining that, your body? What are you doing to keep yourself in the shape, conditioning physically to kind of put yourself through this? All right. So before I began, I really was so late in the game last year that I didn't get a chance to prep up properly for this. And shame on me. 
Um, I had played a lot of golf in a cart last year, and once it dawned on me that I would do this, I started getting some rounds in walking and uh, broke myself in a little bit, but it was really trial by fire. Uh, once once the year got started, though, um, we kind of have a routine for nutrition with me. Um, I put down a lot of calories every day, spaced out about five to seven times a day. And uh, as far as um, everything else is concerned, if you get an injury, a cut, a blister, you need to treat it immediately, stuff like that. So uh, the main thing for me, though, is the eating. It's tough. Garbage in, garbage out. So you want to look for very good calories, nutrient-dense calories, so you don't break your jaws chewing all the food you have to eat every day. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So do you have a specific, like, uh, I mean, are you, so you've got a pretty good diet plan then. You're not just going there and eating off the snack bar. No, absolutely not. And I, well, I want to plug somebody here real quick. Go and for it. They've been with me for quite a little while now, uh, Blue Diamond Almonds. If, and this is, I was eating these before I even started this year, and, and they did what they're doing for me. They'll send out care packages with pounds of almonds in them, uh, you know, a nice logo hat. They paid for my last pair of shoes. You know, just a little sponsorship to help me out, and the almonds are great. I like to uh, crush them up and put them on saddle a lot or just eat them out of the, the go packs while I'm out there. It's about 250 to 400 calories I'll knock down in them at a time. And it's just something to kind of keep me from uh, having, like, a little crash out there. Oh, yeah. On top of that, um, you know, it's they've just been very supportive. And I, of all the foods that you could really, like, go for, that's one of the superfoods. So I've, ha- I've been really happy to have them along with, uh, with me for this ride, and I really appreciate their support. Absolutely. And some of the things, you, you, can, you can kind of, like, I'm sorry, I'm a guy. I'm going to occasionally have a cheat day. Oh, yeah. Um, and just to give you an idea of what a cheat day is like, and this will probably make you sick. I've done this twice, actually. Um, Burger King puts out a coupon that's a family pack, twelve ninety nine. You get three Whoppers, three cheeseburgers, and three orders of fries. I've eaten all of that except for one Whopper twice. I would not, uh, wouldn't not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that past somebody like this. I mean, if you think about it, you're doing a half marathon a day in training. The calorie output that you've got to be able to put out, uh, plus the physical requirements. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to have that, that kind of food going in. And it sounds crazy, of course, to some of our listeners. I'm sure, back, like, wow, this guy ate a family pack. But you've got to have that caloric uh, input. If not, you're going to be in a huge deficit, and that's going to hurt you long term, health wise. Oh, absolutely. Else. So, and that's the, something. Uh, the weight. The weight that you lose every day if you don't eat like that is just extreme. Um, it can it can be kind of scary. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember when Michael Phelps was training for the Olympics and they laid out all the food on the table that he ate in a single day, and I thought to myself, surely no man could do that. If you sawed that table about a third of it off, because I'm not nearly as big as Michael Phelps, but if you cut that table in half or two, into thirds, I'm eating somewhere around half to two thirds of what he was putting down a day. And it just blows my mind that I'm eating that much and not gaining any weight. Right, right. But I mean, you're you're definitely putting out the output there. Definitely putting some work in all day long, all day. So, oh, well, absolutely. Let's talk about your home course there. Um, can you explain it to our listeners a little bit, kind of what it is, and you know, maybe your favorite yeah, hole? Right off the top. Right off the top, I can tell you it's a length style course, uh, and that's that's a funny thing because my friends all know I'm not a big fan of length style golf. I prefer the manicured Fazio-type layouts, you know, uh, that's just me. But it is a nice course. Um, It's an 18-hole facility. It's a par of 70, but we have it stretched out so it plays anywhere between 
Um, for our guests and so forth, we play it at about 5,800 yards. But when we compete and when we play, we're playing at about 62 and change a lot of times. And uh, water comes into play about two-thirds of the holes or about one-third of the holes. Um, and it's a target shooter's golf course in spots. But for the most part, uh, the, the thing that sets it apart from the other golf courses in our area, and we have a lot of great golf courses in this area, but the thing that sets us apart is the multi-tiered greens, which makes the putting much more difficult here than anywhere else, in many people's opinions. But um, beyond that, it's the kind of course that you can really go out and attack and, and, then, uh, and then work your way into good scores on the greens. Absolutely. And once you get into golf uh, a little more than just the weekend whacker stuff, those three-tiered greens really step it up for you quite a bit and separate you know uh the 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 boys from the men type mentality because uh, that oh, that's super challenging is, uh, absolutely crucial at that point absolutely so all right so you you've uh you've played now nine nine thousand holes we're talking about almost forty thousand shots you've taken right so let's talk about your yeah. equipment for a minute here uh you said you've already replaced one pair of shoes Oh, I'm on my fourth pair of shoes right now. Fourth um, pair of shoes this year I'll, already. Excuse me? You said fourth, four pairs this year? Four pairs so far this year. Wow. I wear them until they go flat, too, so I'm getting my mileage out of them. Same exact shoes, or you, you've got kind of mixed it up a little bit? What are you wearing? I'm kind of mixing it up a little bit. Uh, right now, I'd love to tell you what I'm wearing, but I'm not really, <laughs> really happy with them. So Completely uh, understood. We'll press uh, on from there. <laughs> but yeah. I will. I, I can say that there are a lot of different people with a lot of different feet out there, and there's so many good shoes on the market that I've had the opportunity to try on that I know there's a good pair out there for you. Yeah. What 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 do you like? Do you have a favorite? Um, anything that's got a wide toe box. I wear a double E size shoe, and they've swollen. My feet are swollen a little bit from the year, so I'm up to about a triple E now. Okay. So I need a wide toe box, something with some uh, uh, extra arch support. Um, and I don't like spikes. I go with the spikeless golf shoes so I don't create hot spots on my feet throughout the day. Absolutely. Uh, much more comfortable comfortable to walk in, and they hold up very well, too. I was surprised at that. Absolutely, yeah. That's a huge piece there. You run into those kind of things. And you're right. Taking care of your feet is critical in golf, especially when, oh, you, when you're at. absolutely. Especially where you're at where you've got, some, some, I'm sure, some wet days in the morning, get the early dew and stuff. You've got to definitely take care of those feet first. So. Oh, waterproof is a must. Absolutely. Hey, so uh, let's talk about your clubs then. What kind of clubs are you using? All right, so that I will get into. Um, I'm not being paid by these guys, but I'll plug them pretty hard since they are proud supporters of the Veteran Golfers Association. I was lucky enough to scoop up a set of Strixon Z585s last year. I play that from the four iron down to the wedges, and my wedges are Cleveland. Uh, above that, I was lucky enough to get in touch with a friend of mine that used to work for Adams Golf, and he had some club heads laying around, hybrids and a driver from their last series, and he loaded me up. So uh, awesome! I got the the uh, I can't hit a three wood. I'll just be the first one to tell you I can't <laughs> hit a three wood worth a damn. All right, so I play uh, a 16 degree hybrid, a 20 degree hybrid, and then I go from the four iron down into a 56. And uh, my next addition to the set will be probably a 60 or a 62-degree wedge to round it out. I, I took 13 clubs right now. Okay, awesome, awesome. So uh, you said you've had that same set since last year? That is correct. I can give you a 100% certification on the durability of Strixon Golf Clubs. Uh, furthermore, I would like to plug one other person out here. Uh, my old high school uh, coach, Johnny Monroe, 
he does um, equipment work for guys in the area, and apparently he does really good equipment work because if he was to give it a lifetime warranty, I, I think he could back it up. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, my clubs have held up so well this year, um, I've been shocked. I, I played Mizuno's before this year, switching over to the Srixen, and I'll be honest with you, the feel is every bit as good, and the performance, uh, I feel, is uh, slightly more advanced. There's no disadvantage to that set of clubs. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, those Srixen's... Uh definitely a great brand and definitely good quality and it's really nice to hear from a player especially you know getting 40,000 hits out in a calendar year less than a calendar year here and be able to come back and say hey this is where it's at so what about grips you've uh, your place grips a couple times yet okay so i think that grip manufacturers while they make great products and one for everybody out there if you get fitted properly or, or know what you're looking for and what you want to feel but they tell you to replace your grips far too often I am uh, a traditionally a strangler of the golf club till this year, and I went with corded grips to make myself relax a little bit. Um, I thought I would be going through gloves and grips at a, a pretty unprecedented rate, but I have not had to change my grips once, and I only go through a golf glove about every 35 or 40 rounds. So every three or four days, basically, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. No, not every. I can get a glove to hold up for about a week and a half, two weeks. And Good. the guys that I play with, when they see the grips, they're like, "I can't believe these aren't racing slicks. You must barely hang on to them." I'm like, no, they're just really well built grips. What can I say? Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I think Brian will cue in later with us, and we'll talk about that about you know over gripping and, and, and how you can lose control and way too much there, just squeezing those things. So. Oh, absolutely. All right, so let's. Uh, other than your home course, you got a favorite course in the local area or someplace you've played this year that you really like and enjoy? Yeah, guys, and, and, and men and women ask me all the time what course do you like the most, what course do you like the most, and the answer in this area is almost easy. There are two that really stand out um, in my mind as great courses. First off, uh, I have a, a friend, Ronnie Ross. He's the pro at Quail Hollow Golf Course, which is situated in the Percy Quinn State Park located about 30 minutes south of us. It's the only course around here that can set up at a PGA-type length at a tournament-quality-type uh, venue. It is an amazing course, and we're very lucky to have it. Wonderful layout. Um, but as nice as it is, my favorite course is Duncan Park in Natchez. It's an 18-hole facility. used to be just nine holes, and they're all little turtleback greens, the old nine holes. Oh, yeah. And Sam Smead, uh, I want to say, I can't remember who else. There's a a who's who of historic figures that have played that course back in the day. So you you play the back nine if you can first, all those turtleback greens, and you got to be on point with putting and shipping. And you turn to the redesigned front nine that was added, I can't remember when, back in maybe the late 90s. And it has more flavor and local uh, touch to it than any other place with uh, nice big oak, Spanish moss, uh, a very, I uh, can't remember the designer, but it, it made me think of a lot of the Fazio designs that I've had where it just kind of smooths right into the sides of the earth and the hills that it's carved into. So you go out there and you play the back first, make the turn and play the front, and it's almost like traveling forward in time. Oh, that's awesome. It's, uh, it's really a trip, um, and the people that I've had from out of town come down, I try to take them to that course, and nobody has complained yet. They all love it. That's awesome. What was the name of that course again? Uh, Duncan Park. Duncan Park. Yes, yeah, so what we'll definitely... Yep, it's located in Natchez, Mississippi, and uh, one of the things 
that's a bonus is if you go play it on a Tuesday, they have a pretty good restaurant over there, too, that does these uh, char-grilled oysters. And, man, that's about the best bite of food you're going to get in the 50-mile radius of us. Yeah, what's the restaurant or, name? Uh, the name of the restaurant is Rue 61. Rue 61. And they'll the oysters right there in front of you. They, they have it going on. And if you ever get a chance to eat there, I highly recommend their Diablo oysters. I'm not even a jalapeno pepper fan, but those things are uh, the bomb. Well, that's good. We're always looking for places to travel to, so we'll have to put that on our bucket list here for sure. Hey, so speaking of bucket list items here, you got a favorite course or place you would love to play as a dream course for you? Oh, we've talked about that quite a bit, and there's one that I would love to say that I want to play, but I'm afraid if I say I'd like to play there, it'll never happen. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Uh, the National. Yeah. Who doesn't want to play Augusta? Yeah. Really? Okay. So, so that's number one on my list, and if uh, if you really want to be uh, greedy about it, I would say Cypress Point would be number two. Those are two very hard to get onto, but very beautiful courses, and uh, I would love to see how they play one day. Sure, absolutely. I can. Uh, I could. Yeah, I absolutely understand why you chose both those courses all day long. So no doubt. Yeah. So uh, before we move on to some other things, what's kind of the plan after this? When the year's over, what what what's next? That is an excellent question, and I'm, I've only really begun to think about that. I wanted to see kind of where this year would take me first. And to be honest with you, it's starting to, to build up and get a little bit bigger than I expected, and it's happening a lot quicker than I thought it would. So depending on how this goes and what kind of relationships I build this year will determine what I decide to do next year. Um, if things don't go exactly how I'd hoped they would, it's still a win because my my process now is I've played so much golf. I know about as much about the game as you could possibly stick into somebody's head. And one of the things that I would love to do is share that and work with veterans, uh, particularly disabled veterans, and help them better their games through instruction because I, I feel that's the best money in the game of golf that you can possibly spend is on instruction. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, no, that you solid there all day long. And I think you give a shout out to your high school coach. So you played back in the day, and yeah, probably started the foreground there for you. No, actually, I didn't play golf until uh, thirteen years ago. He was my football coach. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was a late bloomer to the game of golf. Um, I've been been at it for almost fourteen years now. So uh, it's been. I was lucky. My first coach uh, in golf was a gentleman named Eric Stone that ran uh, Eric Stone Golf in Alameda, California. And within about three lessons, he had taught me how to compress a ball, added 15 to 20 yards to every club that I had at the time. And uh, from there, he sort of uh, lit the flame under a monster, I suppose. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I understand that how that works. I'm the same way here. Uh, I picked up golf, golf really in depth more about five or six years ago. Brian, on the other hand, of oh, course. Right on, man. Brian started playing, you know, when he was 12, 13 years old, really more in depth and uh, high school. And, you know, oh, he's a PGA yeah. pro piece and pro management piece and real. So he's the more technical expert on this side, Yancey. But it's one of those, I'm right there with you, you know, uh, hopefully when I'm your age, which is just a few years away. Uh, and you're only, what, 42? Yeah, I'm 42. I'll be 43 in uh, two more months. There you go. So, you know, at 42 years old, the opportunity to do something like this is outstanding. I mean, especially, you know, you're not a big name. You're not Tiger Woods or one of those guys on the tour. It's really great to see a guy like you uh, really be able to excel like this. And as a current serving member, of course, it's really great to see somebody who's a veteran really take advantage of these opportunities. So moving forward here. thank you. 
let's talk about the Veterans Golf Association, you know? Uh, it's something I enjoy up here quite a bit, and it sounds like you enjoy it down there just as much. What's, uh, how's it going down there? You guys, you guys have one right there in Mississippi, right? A Veterans Golf Association, Mississippi? Yes, we do. Um, that, that, uh, that group is starting to get off the ground a little bit this year, um, and I think, I think next year is going to be a big year for them. I think they'll grow uh, as a group uh, um, a lot more. Uh, when I first started on the VGA, my first few events, I hooked up with the guys on the Louisiana tour because Louisiana is only about an hour drive for me. Perfect. So these events were pretty close across the state line. And I was originally, I was born in Louisiana, so a lot of the guys that I ended up getting paired with down there were from not far from where I'm from. So we had that in common on top of our military service. And I can tell you straight out of the gate, uh, shout out to my boy Cody Nunn. Uh, from day one, the first time I set foot uh, on property for a VGA event, it was, you could really feel it. Those guys were really into it. They, they love the, their players. They love what they're doing. Uh, it was a great group. And not only that, but some of these guys can really ball. I mean, it was a baller alert when I saw the range. I said, man, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to practice if I don't want to get out here and get my butt handed to me Absolutely. every week. So good for them, you know. What flight do you play in with the VGA? Um, I'm a B flighter uh, right now because of the six handicap. But um, uh, to be honest with you, already looking forward to next year and, and moving into the A flight. Awesome. Now, so have you guys gotten in the playoffs yet? Yes, we have. Uh, I heard yesterday uh, I got word that a lot of the guys down in Louisiana qualified through the sub-regional at the Lagoon Park in Alabama. Okay. So several of the fellas that I've been paired with and that I've had an opportunity to enjoy this season with are going to be moving on, and I'm really happy for them. Uh, have, have you been able to play yet in a, in a sub-regional qualifier? Well, I, uh, I had a qualified pretty early on, um, but what I was looking at is the time constraints, the travel constraints, and to be honest with you, financial constraints as well. Um, and then on top of that, the the thing that I've got going on can maybe be a distraction for some other guys. And I, my big goal this year was A, break the world record. Uh, B, I wanted to win an event on the VGA Tour. And C, I'd like to try to pass the player ability test. Well, I got A and B knocked out and C still to go. And I just didn't want to distract from, from the from the rest of the guys that were really trying to hammer it out, I made up my mind next season was the year I was really going to try to take, you know, a competitive step in the VGA as opposed to just a promotional step with them. That's that's super awesome of you, honestly, uh, to not put what you're doing, of course, in front of other people and take things away from them. Dude, that, that's uh, – as a current player, of course, and, and I'm sure um, you, you really that, – that's huge. And, and I think – for those guys out there that you kind of you know pull line life off, I, I'd say thank you quite a bit. Hopefully, we can get the VGA out, and maybe we'll uh, talk about some other opportunities for you to get out a little bit. And because honestly, your message and what you're doing is awesome, and outstanding, and we would love to. I think the spotlight also with you, you know, not to steal your spotlight by any means, but to help you out because it's it's really cool. Oh no, man! Look, uh, I'm I'm I'll put it to you like this: uh, I tell people all the time the record. They ask me about all this, all that. I mean, it's important to them that I get the record. Well, yeah, of course it's important that you break the world record on this attempt. I mean, a success is a success. But I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even care. It's not even about that. I mean, I'm I'm going to do it. But the whole reason I did this was to put a spotlight on the VGA Tour and on these players and on these volunteers and eventually, hopefully, maybe be able to, to, to roll what I'm doing into a fun drive 
and, and put some money in the coffers for them too so that we can maybe get more people involved and, and even better facilities on board for us to play at. So it was never about me. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get some benefits out of this, of course, the health benefits and the spirituality of it. But at the end of the day, if the VGA doesn't get spotlighted heavily, then I don't feel like I've succeeded. Absolutely. And I think you're doing a great stuff. And, and I think your big focus here, if I heard right, is really about taking care of those wounded veterans, especially, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, look, I I don't have all the answers to our suicide rate, but I can tell you that the thing is too damn high. Absolutely. Um, and, and one of the deals, when I joined the Coast Guard, right there in the Coast Guard pledge, I'll bring them my superior solutions, not problems. Well, I don't have all the answers, but I have an answer that I know worked for me. And I'm a golfer, so what should I do? I either help out any way I can. I know this works. For some guys, so the reason I did this is because I wanted everybody to know that it, it works. It's not the answer, but it's an answer. And if we don't explore it in depth, then we're not doing our veterans the service that they need to get that suicide number lower. I mean, it's not, you know, about all that. It, it's just depression, PTSD, a lot of things. But when I see the numbers uh, surrounding us in, in our career, especially after you're out of the service and, and how some guys don't do well, it terrifies me, man. It really doesn't make me feel good. So... To, to try to do anything possible and to highlight any solution possible to that problem is, in my mind, a, a mission that I that I must accept. Absolutely. And, and, and again, like I said, as somebody who's been in that same situation and uh, lost people around us real close, I, I suffered a loss of five friends in six months, and it was very difficult from the suicide. Um, and uh, uh, it, it's one of those situations that it puts you in a dark spot. Uh, for our listeners yeah. out there who don't realize it, uh, the average is 22 veterans every day commit suicide. That's the average, and that's honestly not it's not acceptable number. Um, zero is yeah, the only acceptable I don't know number. If that's even an inaccurate number too, because we don't have uh, a lot of these guys aren't even on the grid. There's like uh, homeless people that die from exposure that are veterans, where it's not even a suicide. But we could have done something to prevent that. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, and that, yeah. that's huge. And, and so, you know, seeing, you know, especially you firsthand experience of going through this and dealing with this and uh, and really, you know, finding that group around you. And it may not have to be golf. It could be something else. It could be anything you need it to be. But finding that group of people around you to pull you in, just like the military provided you an opportunity there with, with your squad and your, your wingmen and your, you know, your fellow Coast Guard. Uh, what do you guys call each other out there? Coast Guard, you uh, Coasties. Coasties, yeah. That's you know, what we can say on the radio or on yeah, the podcast. Completely. We call each other Coasties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with, with your fellow Coasties, you know, because that's that connection there. You're checking on each other every day because you see each other at work every day. Then all of a sudden you separate and you don't have that connection around you. And like you said, you all of a sudden move back to an area and you don't have that group around you. But now you've got a group around you, a really good group, it sounds like, some really good guys um, that you could probably give shout-outs for the next hour, I think, about um that really have pulled you out and pulled you up man and that that's super awesome oh, yeah. and, I, and honestly man I, I appreciate that you went out and you pushed yourself to to get out of that dark spot because if not you'd just be another name on a list you know potentially and that's not what we ever want so yeah you know you you can hear it or you can feel it a lot of different ways coming on but you can't stop it but what i found is to get up and get moving prevents it from getting worse motions lotion it's, it's real easy to get into that hole and once you're in there man it takes it takes a lot of help and love and support 
and a lot of motivation and, and resources. That was the one thing we didn't have in my area. There are people that really intend well and they want to do well and they love you, but we don't have those real hardcore resources here for veterans to, to really get hands on and do that. I'd love to see that happen more here as well. But if it wasn't for family and uh, my, my, my mom, my dad, my cousins, and then my golf family, you know, uh, without them, I, I don't, I don't make it through last year as well as I did. So, yeah, I think about other veterans, and I think about how much work it is and for the people around them, but at the same time that they do it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing that people appreciate us enough to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And if I can tack one last thing on that, it would be, listen, if you're listening to this and you're somebody in that situation and spot, trust me, we care about you. We don't want to lose you. There are people that love you. And uh, yeah. if we can do anything Definitely. for you, reach out to us because we're always here for you, always. So yeah, Yancey, same thing with me. Uh, if, if you're not feeling good and you, you come across what I'm doing online or something like that, or if you hear this, you know, holler at me. I don't have all the answers, but I'll you know be glad to to, to let you know that uh, look, it's it's not worth all that. There's more out there for you, and the world will be a better place with you. I mean, veterans have a lot in them. Uh, any veteran, any veteran I feel could go and do what I'm doing because uh, if you're willing to get out and make the ultimate sacrifice for your country, you're, you should be able to do what I do. And uh, I think that every veteran has something like what I'm doing in them. They just need the uh, right direction and motivation to pull it out of themselves. That's awesome, brother. Honestly. Hey, motivational speaker one day for you, man. I'm not, not joking about that. Uh, hey, so hey, so I got I to gotta give a shout-out real quick, too. Um, uh, I didn't, you didn't ask me, but there was one story I really wanted to tell you about a guy I met one time, and this is, this is the best golf meetup I've ever had in my life. Um, I was out in San Diego at a charity tournament, not actually playing in it, but I got invited to go, and this is one of the best presents anybody ever gave me. I'm a huge New Orleans Saints fan, so I'm going to come right off the top and say, we got robbed, and we're coming back this year. And, and we're not just we coming agree, back we this agree. year, but we're coming back for blood. And I, I, I have never felt so good about my team and my wife. And I remember I, I would cry on the floor wondering, why couldn't I have been born in Green Bay? Why couldn't I have been born in New England? Why did I get stuck with such a crappy team? And then... Then the hurricane came, and it, it was just like, oh, there it all goes. That's this over with. But things turned around for that team. Uh, they carried the city of New Orleans on their sleeve and, and lifted that whole city's heart up. And at that tournament, one of the players was Drew Brees. They hadn't won the Super Bowl yet, and it was uh, the only time in my life that I can ever recall being starstruck when I met somebody. And he had caught word that I was a Saints fan uh, before the meeting, and he could not have possibly have been nicer. I couldn't. I thanked him so much for for being there in New Orleans or for staying around. He could have signed in, in other places, but he didn't. And and uh, he has done so much for us. He does a lot of stuff for veterans. So uh, if he's out there listening, I'd love to extend a special invitation on round 900 or 909, anything number centric to him, uh, to to hook up and, and meet up and maybe play. Uh, that, it's just uh, that we have that team here and that we have him as our uh, quarterback and team leader and some of the other guys, too, that are just so great on that team. It's, it's really nice. I'm really loving it. Yeah, hey, you know, uh, like I said, Brian and I are both from Indiana. Uh, we grew up there. We watched Drew Brees play for Purdue. It, that guy, I'll tell you what, he uh, he is a real athlete. And uh, you know, growing up with guys like Peyton Manning and, and Drew Brees as, as sports role models, you can't be any happier 
uh, as a fan, of course. Oh, yeah, the Mannings have been a fixture down in Louisiana for years upon years upon years. Uh, Archie was one of our greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he uh, was one of the big reasons we ever won a game in the early years. And to see uh, Peyton and Eli and, and even Cooper uh, in his uh, high school and uh, brief college career, those guys can ball. Yeah. So um, when but, you went up to the Colts, we we pulled for you guys a good bit. Yeah, no, it's Except the off-the-field stuff, time though. when it didn't work out. Hey, that worked out for you guys, though. Oh, very well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to throw salt in that. Oh, no, much, no, it's so. okay. We Look, if you could have somebody win, it's either a, an Indiana team or son of Indiana type mentality, and son of Indiana won, so we're happy with that one way or the other, you know? Uh, there you go, man. That's the spirit. Yeah, we got to stay positive. Come on, I'm a lifelong Cubs fan. This is how it works, too, you know? Next year, <laughs> next year. So, hey, let's wrap this thing up a little bit here and talk about this. When's your target date for uh, breaking this record? Oh, I'd love to get it done sooner than later so I can sit on my behind and watch football. Um, but to be honest with you, Barry said it so high. Uh, before he busted the record, the walking record was only 611, set by Richard Lewis. I say only. Uh, it, was, it was 611 rounds set by Richard Lewis of Dallas, Texas. They had a gentleman that also, uh, he broke Richard Lewis's record, but he did it via golf cart in Hawaii with 812. And I think that's what inspired Barry to keep on going past the 600 mark and set, set it at 878. And with that number being that high, it's almost impossible to like put put a rush on it. So it's going to be late in the year before I get to it. Okay. All right. So uh... um, I will say this though: we have a goal. I mean, I don't want to play 879 and be like, "Well, oh, well, that's good." Uh, we we've tried to have a meaning behind everything, and what I, what I'm doing is is playing golf to try to get attention. I'm trying to make basically an emergency call to the golf industry to other veterans that play, um, and to anybody that will hear in, in this sport, uh, it, an emergency call is a 911 call. And if you look at one of the reasons why we're spread so thin as veterans, 9-11 was, was a big changing date in our careers. So I plan and I fully intend on playing 911 rounds this year, and then I'm going to put my feet up. All right, that sounds like a great goal, and we uh, we look forward to seeing that happen. We wish you the best of luck, honestly, playing through. We hope the weather holds out for you and your body holds up. Definitely take care of yourself and keep working on this diet. Uh, we'll be spreading your message through and through. Um, if there's any last uh, shout-outs you got for anybody? Uh, hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Uh, go LSU Tigers. Um, hey, Sean's up. Coastal Carolina, Shauna Clears. Uh, go Wolfpack at Colin. Let's go Bulldogs of Franklin County. That's all my sports programs and everything. Franklin County Chess Club, we love you. <laughs> um, and uh, finally, I just want to say thanks, man, for having me on. Anytime you guys would like to have me back, I'd love to join you. Yeah, I think we'll probably try to catch you maybe b- before you set this record and then maybe, a, maybe after we can talk to you too and uh, maybe we'll get some other guests with us and get, make some real stuff work. So, hey, I really I'll appreciate it. And uh, Brian really appreciates it. He couldn't make it out right now, but we'll talk about this offline a little bit and, and bring it back on. Uh, Yancey Methvin, guys, if you're looking for something awesome to check, fi- find this guy on Facebook. It's fun to follow. He posts pictures of what he's seen out there. I think he had a water moccasin out there yesterday. Uh, just all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff happening. He's putting nice, fun stories on there, and really he cares about not just himself and this, but really the message of the Veterans Golf Association 
cares about the honestly the suicide rate for our veterans today and how we can impact that guys you couldn't honestly meet a, a better man i think than yancey Mithman. yancey it's been our pleasure to be able to talk to you and we wish you the best of luck brother oh the pleasure's been all mine and thank you uh, good luck in everything you guys do all right yancey have a great rest of your day buddy all right thanks man well javon that was a uh, really impressive interview and uh i learned an awful lot I was glad that you two got to talk, especially from the uh, the, the veteran golfers um, side of it, because uh, that's a big part of, you know, me and you getting together, um, you know, introducing a lot of people who know golf or listen to golf podcasts. You can talk about the golf instruction. You can talk about the pros all day long, but getting the information that you get from these veterans that, that you have come to me with, it's just really cool stuff and stuff you don't get to hear about enough, and it should be pushed more. And that was a really cool interview. I loved it. Yeah, I'll tell you what. This guy, uh, he really just inspired me. I'm not going to lie. It, it's a Monday, you know, and uh, <laughs> I feel like a Monday some days. But having this conversation just energizes me to, to move forward and make this day successful. Seeing this guy who it sounds like he's overcame a pretty rough 2018 uh, just kind of spinning up and being really positive. And then not just being out there for himself, but being out there for those others who maybe aren't in the mindset was truly just inspiring. So I, I really do wish Yancey the best of luck here. Well, uh, and I if our listener- And I, I was, I think one of the most impressive things was just, it wasn't about him the whole time. You know, he, he, you could tell he wanted to call out as many people that have helped him to this point already. Um, and, and he, wanted to give that credit to others not to himself oh yeah absolutely and it sounds like uh the louisiana and mississippi veterans golf association is doing outstanding work down there uh which is really awesome and bringing some some i mean saving people honestly at the end of the day that's what they're doing which is really cool but let's talk about some of the things he talked about i mean did you hear what he talked about his clubs he said he'd be using the same restrictions what are those 595 795 765 or something like that 585 yeah, yeah, he's been using the same ones all year. That's like 40,000 shots on one set of irons. See, those are forged, too. So, I mean, with the big forged irons, I, I really – we need to get a picture of those irons because I want to see where uh, – if he's got any of that wear-out spot that you get on forged irons, especially on the amount of rounds that he's got on those things so far um, because that is impressive. He even said he got them halfway through the year last year, so it's not like it was just this year either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really exciting. I think we got Mizuno coming up this coming week. Um, I, I'm excited to kind of push into them because he said it without any push there. I used to use Mizunos, but these six trick sons are really, really nice. So I think uh, if Mizuno is listening in, beware. We got a crazy question for you coming up. So I, oh I find that funny. Yes, I did. I it was like, there was no push, no plug on our end on that at all. And yet that's what I was like, oh, well, uh, that's coming up in a couple of days. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, offline, I talked to him. Uh, he says he uses a uh, click gear push driver, a uh, push uh, cart. Uh, he said he's got racing slicks for wheels right now. That he the thing kind of collapsed on him over the weekend, but uh, he said he pulled out his his trusty toolkit and got it back in shape. The wheels are coming off, he said. But I mean, if you think about it, this guy's at almost two thousand uh, miles of walking. That's that's quite a bit for a push cart. That's uh. I got a feeling whenever it comes to the R and D testing of these these equipment that he's he's pushing on, I got a feeling he's pushing upper limits on all of this stuff. That's oh, pretty honestly. impressive. But we'll, well, I mean, we'll, we talk- we'll have to we'll have to figure it out on a push cart because I mean that, the last thing that guy needs to be doing is trying to walk 
with his bag in his back. <laughs> oh no, I don't think he'll he'll do that. I mean, that's you don't want to see that at all. That's a great way to push that hip on this many mileage. Um, I think I think it's really awesome that Blue Diamond Almonds is uh, helping him out, supporting him quite a bit. Because honestly, I mean, this is his job right now. It sounds like, and we talked about it before the show, nutritional maintenance. I mean, it sounds like he's got it on pat on track, right? Well, and whoever he's talked to on this, um, but you kind of mentioned him. But you know, the the biggest thing about that is is just the amount of calories. I mean, he mentioned that he he heard how much Michael Phelps was eating and everything and he's like shocked at this and now he's saying that he's eating like close to half and two or two thirds of this and I mean that's a lot of food but it's good food it's good nutritional food it's like he said he's not going to the snack bar and, and kind of like you said at the beginning it's not like he's throwing down the six packs either oh yeah yeah absolutely not I mean don't get me wrong I put a lot of weight a lot of food here when I'm golfing nine holes um and my wife always looks at me weird so now I have justification to be like ha there's a reason I'm doing this. I'm about to burn a lot of calories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're on a cart. Uh, I walk sometimes, okay? It just depends. I got a really nice push cart. I get out there and, and walk it out. So, uh, hey, you know what? He also talked about a really sweet course down there. Was that Duncan Park? Um, I, I'm honestly – look, man, that place – between Duncan Park and the Route 61 restaurant down there, I, 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 th- I think I smell a road trip one day. Oh, you're definitely spelling road trip. He started talking about old school with Sam Sneed and talking about turtleback greens. And you know I'm a sucker for any history, historical golf courses. They don't even have to be in great shape. And if I hear they got history like that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to that place. Oh, absolutely. Hey, I'll tell you what the biggest takeaway from this, though, is this guy's heart is in this thing all day. I mean, he said 911, 911. It's a call here, emergency call to help save uh, veterans and raise veteran awareness uh, to the Veterans Golf Association, which we're big fans, of course. And, of course, to uh, to just, you know, suicide awareness, which, again, 22 veterans a day we lose. Did you know that? No, I mean, see, th- this is the coolest thing about whenever me and you started talking about this just because of our differences and how we've come to this point in our lives. And I think the coolest thing about this is just learning – information about the veterans and how we need to be taking care of them better than what we do from a person who is not, I'm I'm not a veteran. I didn't go into the military. Um, I decided to play golf. Um, So (laughs) I didn't have nearly the pressures in my life in that kind of situation as you guys did um, or that they have seen. And it's something that I really loved in that piece that obviously both of you, and, and I'm sure that anybody who's as close as you guys have been to that situation feel about it, but it's something that touches my heart because it's like, wait a minute, this is something that all of us need to recognize because there's an, obviously a problem, not just, you know, it, it's not just a problem that can be swept under the rug. It's a problem that everybody needs to realize is going on and be there for these people because depression is real. I can I can tell you openly that I know depression is real, but to be able to handle it, you know, you've got to have people around you. And it sounds like a lot of these guys just don't have the people, the the support group that they need, or they don't know how to reach out. And that's something that, you know, if there's one thing that picked up whenever we first started doing this and we started talking to Glenn with the VGA and everything that I really picked up was just, we need to help these guys. We need to help the veterans even more. Um, and I'm starting to feel close to these veterans and I'm not a veteran at all. Um, but I want to help them massively. I want to help them as much as we can. 
Yeah. Hey, bro, I'll tell you what, uh, sitting from my seat, of course, talking to somebody like yourself, you know that, uh, and we've talked this offline, so online here, you know, and if you're a listener, if you're like someone like Brian, you never got the opportunity or never did serve in the military, trust me, just uh, your support, honestly, is huge. We understand that. Uh, we're here for you, you know, at the, at, the end, at the beginning of the day, of course, to make sure we can continue our freedoms that we have here in this great nation. Uh, but at the same time, it's one of those, Brian, you're absolutely right, the coming home piece. And sometimes it's not about talking about what we have done or seen or anything else. It's just being there for somebody because we've all been in tough spots in our life. And honestly, depression to me, look, it's a terminal illness. Uh, the question is, what will get you first, depression or a heart attack, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and having you right, that the only cure there is that your support system around you. And when someone's up, up high, keep them with them. And when they're down low, pull them back up. So, man, I'll tell you what, this has been a really inspiring conversation with Yancey. I look forward to talking to him here in the uh, next couple of weeks or months. And uh, maybe you guys can get an opportunity to talk because I think – did he say he was trying to get a player's card to sound like? Yeah, so um, I, I, I look forward to getting a chance to talk to him myself online um, because the part that he threw in there with you on his goals of ABC – well, his C was, hey, I want to pass the player ability test. Well, that tells me right there, just because of being a PGA, was being a PGA pro and going through all that, player ability test is the test you have to pass to be able to get your PGA card. And basically what that means is, is you're going to go out and you're going to play 36 holes in one day. It is walking. There is no cart. Pro professional rules. Um, and you're going to go out there and you've got to shoot. Just depends on the golf course you're at. There's a target score, but you know that score whenever you walk in there. So like the course that I played at, I had to shoot um, around a 152. So I had to shoot 76, 76 to be able to pass that day. Yeah. So you guys be able to geek out on that a little bit, you know, oh, with yeah. your knowledge and stuff and everything else, especially because I sound like instruction was a big goal for him long-term. I think getting that player's card helps out quite a bit. So you can become a certified instructor, right? And helping out those uh, those wounded warriors and really helping some guys get better. Maybe he can figure out how to fix my slice, uh, you know, pro bono maybe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to work on that, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I think if you're a listener out there and you listen to our show and you know somebody, I'm all about degrees of separation, six degrees of separation, right? Um, his kind of big request, too, and he, you know, he's a big fan favorite of Drew Brees. Being a New Orleans guy down there in the in Louisiana area, uh, hey, if anybody knows Drew Brees or knows a way to get a hold of Drew Brees and let Drew Brees listen to this guy, I, Drew, we would love the opportunity for you to get the opportunity just to reach out there and play with him or just see him or talk to him. Even a phone call, I think, would just really keep this guy's spirits up a lot. Uh, please don't hesitate hitting us up. Uh, you've got our – Brian, what's our, our email address? So our email address is formgolf dot four m at gmail.com and that is f o r m g o l f dot four m at gmail.com awesome guys so that's way easy way to contact us uh again we really appreciate all our listeners out there for listening to us and listening to to yancey methvian gosh i killed his name that's like the 15th (laughs) time i've done it today uh yancey methvian as yancey tracks on toward the record of 878 walking holes in a calendar year and his personal goal of 911 walking holes in a calendar year um a big one last shout out here to barry gibbings right barry gibbings the current holder there at 878 uh again if barry if you can find it here this also we'd love to have a conversation with the kind of ups and downs and challenges you went through with this also guys we appreciate it from me javon and brian 
have a great day.